welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 10th of February and the episode title is What Year of the Dragon? Terry Miranda won the February vote for the RPG Publisher Spotlight. I've been in touch but we're really still in the introductory phase and so we'll ramp up the conversation this coming week. Today is the Lunar New Year. On the Chinese calendar it's the Year of the Dragon. Conveniently, Dungeons and Dragons I know it doesn't have a crystal clear birthday, but both people put it on January. So for today, for this month, for the last month, something, I was expecting, you know, Wizards of the Coast to do something, but I haven't really seen much. I mean, we've got the Joe Mangelo documentary, but that's due. There's been some merch, but that's an everyday thing now. I know there's been some social media commentary, but the revised core rules aren't out, and the book of many thing feels like a less than also run i'm underwhelmed but i know i may also be impatient maybe there's logistics in play and wizards of the coast are waiting to line up ducks and get things sorted behind the scenes before making some surprise announcements i guess it's also possible they did not want to be accused of co-opting a cultural moment such as the year of the dragon for their own financial benefit and that's a fair point what do you think? Are you underwhelmed by the 50th birthday of D&D so far? Will 2024 have any dramatic moment for the birthday? In news, at least two RPG companies popped onto my radar that would be worth watching this year. The first is Evil Genius Games, or maybe it's Evil Genius Productions. I think it's the same company, but I see both brands and I've not bothered to ask for clarity. I think... Productions is the parent and Games is the RPG publisher. Evil Genius is interesting for as new kids in the block rocking up with licenses for the likes of Highlander, Pacific Rim and Kong. Then they even got into the Rebel Moon RPG, had a fight and then made friends later with Netflix. This week though, a whole string of employees left. With BJ Hensley saying it wasn't a healthy company to work for. Dave Scott, the CEO, quickly addressed concerns with a public post on NWorld confirming that there had been layoffs and that the company was working on new products, collectively discussing and then rejecting controversial technologies like blockchain. So I think it's safe to say that Evil Genius are working on more than just tabletop games. A games publisher working with technology is likely to be in the area of virtual tabletops, library and subscription services like D&D Beyond, or maybe group slash GM finders. I have my own theory for Evil Genius. But okay, I think it's also worth acknowledging that the public comment about technology does not line up with a healthy place comment entirely. The tech angle may be a misdirection. The other company that jumped on my radar this week is Lightforge and its Project Orcs. I don't think it's right to call Project Orcs a virtual tabletop. It's closer to a computer game, but it does need a GM, aka a guide, and it's designed for that collaborative storytelling which the best tabletop experiences can do, but do that while being played online. So technically it's impressive but time will tell whether it can cross that critical mass that all similar projects face. You know the one where no one plays it because not enough gamers use it and not enough gamers use it because no one else plays it. 
my mind loops back also to Wizards of the Coast and their virtual tabletop, once known as a play space, which may or may not be out for 2024. They are undoubtedly trying to leap a generation over Roll20 and Foundry VTT with their 3D computer game-like experience, but that's a challenge. To do that, Wizards of the Coast have had to buy some hardcore game developers, and they have no role model to determine what a good and desirable experience for gamers their, their solution might need to be. And Lightforge are also hardcore game developers and have the same chance as Watsy to get the user experience right. If Project Orcs hits Steam before Watsy's official VTT, then it will also set initial expectations. Wizards of the Coast, I suspect, is a slower machine than Lightforge. It'll be easier for the latter than the former to change directions if the first generation of their online gaming environment doesn't work for people. As it happens, I posted some thoughts on GMs quickly changing their mind on Geek Native this week too. I had the idea after reading the Immortal Think Tank's comment where a GM has a character wake up in a coffin, buried alive after being poisoned, only for one player to point out that their character is immune to poison. The fix? Actually what happened was the player was hit on the head with a hammer. It's a retcon. The player is happy. But my brain goes... What? Wait, doesn't the character get any chance to resist? I know, yes, not all games work like this. Some happily take cinematic leaps forward, but that was my gut response. As a result, I shared some RPG tips about keeping any retcons brief, adding some humour if appropriate, and owning the mistake. I also think it's important to minimise disruption, take player input if necessary, and deal with minor issues later if that's less disruptive. And I still like D&D's rule of cool. And oh look, I just said something positive about D&D in this podcast. In fairness, this week I also interviewed Harry Reynolds, ahead of the London Card Show, which is on this weekend, and I asked him some little bit tough questions about sustainability in fake cards. For example, Ace Grading, a sponsor, is bringing a machine to the London Card Show to detect fake cards. That's a telling problem, isn't it? Here's a hobby that's so terrorised by crime and money that forgery is common enough that attempts to thwart it need to be automated. I guess, though, we have tough questions for trading cards, Watsy, Evil Genius, and a wait and see for Lightforge. But we're not going to wrap up the short podcast with tough questions. We'll finish with bundles instead. That's the usual way. And there are two at the bundle of holding. One for the Superhero Champions TTRPG from the 80s, and one from the later related Hero System. Lastly, there's a large Cyberpunk RPG bundle in Humble, and that's a good way to go from curious to expert. On that note, enjoy the Year of the Dragon, and I'll see you in a fortnight. Next Saturday, Bronwyn and I are at a local sci-fi con. <laughs>